When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Chelsea. Tonight we're joined by Nizar Kinsella, who is the Chelsea correspondent for Goal.com. Hi, guys. Hello, Niz, or Naz. Niz? Niz, he got his name wrong within the first 15 (laughs) seconds. No, I didn't get it wrong. I was just about to make a joke, and you steamed into me, (laughs) because you said, call me Naz, even though your name is Nizar. So I thought I'd go, Niz, no, that's wrong. I'll say Naz. Not even styled it out in at all. I have, actually, because that is actually what I was doing. <laughs> you shouldn't have to explain your nickname, should you, really? You shouldn't, really. <laughs> <laughs> that already shows a weakness with it. Poor start. Yeah. I don't think so. I think it's absolutely fine. Thank you very much. So you, yeah. you are... I'm not even going to introduce Andy now, because everyone knows he's here. Yeah, yeah. Aren't you, Mr. Saunders? I'm here. He's here. So you... Ah, the Chelsea correspondent. Yeah, it's it's a good gig. It's a good gig. Well, not at the moment, but uh, there's a lot going on. Conte was like my third week, uh, him being announced. So it was pretty big, lots to do. We've, we're going really international. So we had all, like, all our Italian desk uh, coming in and helping us out. So we got like a, a really good, you know, sort of background on Conte that, it was kind of really impressive and yeah just chatting to the Italians all the time about how brutal he's going to be and how much of a kick up the arse all the Chelsea lads are going to get next season it's pretty, it's pretty interesting so, so our listeners yeah. have just been listening to your voice and your very yeah. interesting thing there and they're thinking this is interesting he has a Manchester accent <laughs> yeah, he's the Chelsea correspondent yeah. are, are you a Chelsea fan? 
No. So well, you're. I, I'm a journalist. That's yeah. the point. I, it's a, no, oh, it's that's a, a very yeah. good line. I'm a journalist. No, listen, yeah. it's it's all good. You know, yeah. I mean, I think that a bit of neutrality, somebody you know casting an objective eye over things, that's no bad thing. Yeah. But ultimately, you're a Man United fan. So why? <laughs> but no, but that that listen, I'm not saying that pejoratively. You're a Man United fan, but you're the Chelsea correspondent. How how does that sit with you? Is it? Are, are you able to divorce the 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 personal from the professional? Well, I was hoping. You know. There's, you played a different Manchester club uh, recently, and I was just hoping, you know, I'd be there at the game, be able to cheer on Chelsea full-blooded. But, uh, yeah, I was really badly let down there on that one. But, yeah. no, obviously I end up, like, kind of, like, really kind of rooted for Chelsea, which is a really weird place to be because, um, you know, kind of professionally, it's good for me if Chelsea do well. I hate, I hate just sticking the boot in day in, day out. There's got to be a bit of, you know, there's got to be a bit of something positive to talk about. And you want... I want Chelsea to stay as a big, big club in in the UK, and you know, uh, Chelsea. You, you still get those jollies club. to the Champions League, then, don't you? Well, yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, but it's not going to happen yet. <laughs> no, but, um, it'll be a while, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, you, you will should get... have been the Leicester correspondent. But, yeah, they they come around and go around, hopefully. So, yeah, you just got to be faithful. I think most of the big players will stay. So, and before the, before this, yeah. you were you were at the Mirror, is that right? Yeah, the Mirror. Yeah, and you were so... sort of gen- general sport journalist there. Yeah, yeah. So I covered all clubs. That's sort of how I end up in this sort of spot. But yeah, yeah. kind of works across Man United. Liverpool, Arsenal, but we're, interestingly, you know, Chelsea's the fifth biggest club at goal, so it just shows how What, in terms of people clicking people, through? and Yeah, clicking yeah. through, and yeah, yeah. Like bigger than Liverpool, which is, you yeah. know, well, it might surprise some people. Doesn't surprise me. Really? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Goal.com, yeah. it, it is the biggest football website in the world, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's like, a, it's, it's like a global thing, so we kind of, you know, in the UK we've got so much, we kind of through all our newspaper websites that we go on and the BBC is massive, obviously Sky Sports, but you know, when you're looking at Asia, America and stuff like that, Goal.com kind of has a big sort of say and now we're trying to jump back in and try to dominate or get a big foothold in the UK, but we kind of work closely with all the big clubs. So, so what's your, great, what's your, what's your job on a, on a day-to-day basis now? So what do you do when you get in the office? Are you, are you looking to generate a certain amount of stories every day or, I mean, is it difficult to, you know, to resist kind of maybe tinkering with the truth a little yeah, bit do you make up transfer stories and all, or, that, or you, all that stuff it's you know? funny actually a lot of it's standing up transfer stories so when sort of other people make them up I sort of at least try to you know put in two phone calls to see is that is that true is that rubbish so we kind of have a lot of contacts with agents because we're global I can often go you know this Italian player Nangaland's been linked with Chelsea so and what's so the, what do you reckon on that out of 10 Nangaland coming I think it's pretty highly likely. Or, okay. or it's likely the talks are happening. It's just whether they can get it over the line, um, convince him, um, you know, pay the money that Roma want, want to get in. But he's, I think he's the right sort of calibre. Oh, I think we'd, we'd love Nangalan. I think he'd be yeah. exactly that he's kind a, of ball-winning, aggressive midfielder yeah. that we're lacking at the moment. That's right. Yeah. We, we need somebody. As Andy and I were talking over the weekend and we were talking about what we need is somebody who's got an engine, somebody who, like Makaleli would be in the middle of three players and suddenly there he was with the ball giving it to another player in blue. Yeah, Kante, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Kante. He's, you know, there are a few. Casemiro at Real Madrid. Yeah. Mm. He surprised everyone because he couldn't get in the side. And funny enough, Benitez brought him through, didn't he? And um, there are a few, but there yeah. aren't that many great players in that, that position. It's no. a tough position. What do you, what do you think of... Uh, and can you share any, any sort of rumours with us, anything that you've picked up that you think could excite some of our listeners about players that you think might come? I'm not going to hold you to it. I, but. Think, I think it's quite an interesting one. But I think with Nyingland, the funny thing is that it's so obviously true that talks are going on, even though you, know, you might not get an official comment because 
the Roma directors were at Chelsea recently. They're photographed there. Well, they did say that was about the Mohamed Salah yeah. situation, though, didn't they? Yeah, but there's 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 plenty to talk about. I think yeah. you know, obviously, Conte is going to dip into the Italian market, and that's something he knows very well. Because Pia- Pajanic yeah. as well, he's the other one that from Roma yeah. that we're looking at apparently, isn't we, it? Manolos. One, yeah. one of the Italian papers said he's bought a house in in Rome recently, so maybe that's not. Maybe he's not looking to leave. But right. Manolas is a good target. Um, yeah. Apparently, Arsenal are kind of keen as well. Yeah. Um, but Quadrado coming back is quite an interesting one. And the the thing that's interesting about that is that Conte has always wanted to sign Quadrado when he was at Juventus. But Fiorentina had a terrible relationship with Juventus at the yeah. time. And he wasn't allowed to, you know, the the clubs didn't want to do business with each other. It was really petty, you know, sort of, you know. Quadrado had a brilliant weekend. Did you see that? Yeah. yeah. Came on as a, as a late substitute, immediately gave away a penalty, <laughs> which was saved by Buffon. And they ended up going on to win. And then, of yeah. course, Juve got their fifth uh, Scudetto in a row yeah. uh, because uh, uh, Roma, exactly, Roma beat Napoli, Nangalan scored an absolute screamer uh, in the 89th, 89th minute yeah, set up yeah. by Mohamed Salah. Yeah. Yeah. See, know. Salah is another weird one for me. You know, he's gone, gone from, he's still a Chelsea player, but he's gone and he seems yeah. to be doing well everywhere. Uh, do we think yeah. we'll see him back or is he... I think Salah's a, 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 a one. A, a Quadrado I can see. Quadrado I think I think has got um, potential to come back, certainly under a new manager. Mm. He looked like he was massively lacking confidence under Mourinho. Yeah. I think somebody gives him a cuddle, puts their arm around his shoulder and says, look, you can make it here. You've proved you can do it, you know, a, a title-winning team in Italy. Uh, you know, Conte, I think, will understand him. I can see him coming back. Salah... I don't think so. No, I, can't. I don't think I can't so. I think they'll cash so, in on, on Salah. A lot of these players, Salah's obviously good enough. It's just about, you know, they, they stockpiled in that position and ended up getting rid of De Bruyne and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Quadrado wasn't getting a game. Willian's been brilliant this season. Sort of, you know, you know you've got good you know, players. No, Sherlock I mean, there's, just, you yeah. know, there's, there's, yeah. there's loads of them. It's yeah. interesting, actually, because you know, talking about people who are out on loan, you were saying. There's a good roundup of news for low needs. Maybe we should get into that. And yeah, you were yeah. also saying you've been doing a piece about yeah, low needs. So I did maybe one, this yeah. is the loney part. Well, of I'll the do. Show. I mean, I can do that straight yeah. away. I normally do it okay. at the end. But you know, Nathan. Yeah, Ake, I know, but it's quite Nathan, Well, Nathan Ake had a disappointing day on Sunday when Watford lost to Palace in the FA Cup semi-final, which was a shame for him. It would have been nice to see him in a, an FA Cup final. I'm happy Palace are through. Talked about Quadrado. Mm. Um, we uh, saw that Marco van Ginkel was in the PSV Eindhoven side that beat the Vitesse Arnhem side featuring Dominic Solanke and Lewis Baker who came on in the last 10 minutes really bad news was that Todd Kane sustained a really bad knee injury over the weekend uh, playing for um, NEC Nijmegen and he's come home early from that loan spell and we wish him all the very best with that because that's a real shame because you know in recent weeks he's really been talked up as absolutely uh, the press has been good on him people are saying actually this boy's got something yeah and I really hope it's you know Knee injuries are those sort of things you worry about. Yeah. You know. it's, it's a real shame as well. Bad timing, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, in France, Jeremy Boga came off the bench for Rennes against Monaco and assisted their equaliser in a 1-1 draw. And that's a result that does actually maintain their very slim hopes mm. for qualifying for the Champions League. Uh, over to Germany, uh, Andreas Christiansen's Borussia Mönchengladbach are also in contention for a Champions League place. Uh, they won 3-1 over Hoffenheim, and that moved them a point behind Hertha Berlin in the race for the final qualifying spot. However, they do have to travel to Bayern Munich next. <laughs> uh, Papi Dilla 
that forgotten man uh, played in Werder Bremen's 2-1 defeat in Hamburg, and that leaves them 16th uh, and in line to participate in a relegation playoff. So Papi not cover himself in glory uh, in his loan spot. He's back after his cutthroat gesture as well. Yes, indeed, yeah. yeah. Which is a bit mafia, it's a bit mafia, isn't it? Yeah. Bit, bit <laughs> I think it's good old-fashioned uh, defending. Yeah. Ill-advised, I would say. V- Vinnie Jones would have got lauded for that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but you're bitten your nose off as well. Yeah. Um, two young players, Charlie Masonda and Christian Atsu, both got some minutes in Spain last week. Thomas Callas made a stoppage-time substitute appearance in the first of Middlesbrough's, Middlesbrough's two draws this week, which leaves them level on points at the top of the championship with Burnley and Brighton. That's actually the top of the championship's really interesting. Oh, it's yeah. going to be very interesting at the end of the season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Michael Hector, who's a player that we did sign and nobody's really heard about, and we've mentioned him a few times in, in, mm. in recent weeks, he started in Reading's 2-1 home defeat to Hull, which was followed by a 1-1 draw at QPR in which he played the final 19 minutes. Lucas Piazon, another forgotten man, was an unused substitute in both matches. And finally, Jamal Blackman kept his first clean sheet since joining Swedish side Ostersunds on loan as they drew 0-0 at Geffle in he the never, Swedish league. He never played a professional game until he went on loan to Sweden, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. But and some interesting stuff in there, there isn't is, there? Uh, One person you mentioned there, Dominic Solanke. Yeah. Have you read all this stuff about Solanke and his demands? Yeah. Do yeah you, I, I don't mean, know what to read into no, that. No, I know. I don't, yeah. I don't know what to read into it. But there was, I was reading this thing about, you know, actually a lot of the youngsters at Chelsea are getting much bigger wages than any other youngsters who haven't yet broken through. Supposedly he's demanding 50 grand a week. And yeah. a guarantee of getting into the first team squad, I believe. Well, I think this think, is this is all agent. I think it's, it's all agent talk, isn't it? Do you it? think yeah. as much in that? Do you well, think these su- youngsters do ask for more? Or? I suppose you can understand the breaking into the first team squad because you know his contract. He's got one more year on his contracts after you know the end of this season, and it's important for him, isn't it? Because. These are like the key years of his career. I don't know if you think that's fair enough. Obviously, none of us can understand the fifty grand a week thing. It's uh, it, that 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 sort of thing. It's sort of normal in football. But can I understand it? Yeah, I suppose I can. Uh, it, you know, if you say if I was in his situation, I'd want that club like Chelsea. I think that yeah, you but have you're to, you, really talented. Andy. Well, I am. You know, so so clearly it wouldn't be an issue. But if um, you know, if you look at it, a club like Chelsea that could attract theoretically the best talent in the world. You know, yeah. are you gonna? promise a teenager a place in the first team squad listen I think if you're good enough you're in the squad and if you're not you're not you know and I don't think that you can be held to ransom by that kind of talk and the fact of the matter is if he's out of contract um, he's out of contract if he wants to re-sign we need to make him an offer if we think he's good enough if if not we need to let him go but we can't be held to ransom with guns against our head by 18 year olds it's stupid that's what Paul, Paul Pogba did to Man United though and you saw what happened there yeah, but you know, I mean, you know, yes, of course, that's a you know, and and you could argue that Kevin De Bruyne's you know demands to play as well were, were similar, and and both of those teams, both us and and Man United, would regret those moves. But at the same token, you cannot be held to ransom by players. No, and, you've got. You've and got, is it the players or is it their agents? I would imagine it's their agents. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the agent is all powerful now. Yeah, they, they are the gatekeepers. Would it know. not be cheaper to play than Pato, though? For for instance, that obviously famous loanee that's not been. Not been so great, you know. Scored against Aston Villa, but then when you played against, I could have team. scored against Aston Villa. So could yeah. you, Naz, frankly. Yeah. You know what? You reckon you'd get a penalty in? <laughs> <laughs> I would have scored that penalty. Definitely. You would have. Yeah, you think, well, I think so. I would have sent him the wrong way, giving him, giving him the eyes. <laughs> giving him it's the a lottery, eyes. isn't it? <laughs> it's been a year yeah. of missed penalties. Have you noticed? I mean, it's not—it's not just me, is it? Everybody yeah. seems to be missing penalties. From, and we talked about, Qua- you know, Quadrado gave away, pe- and they missed it. You know, I mean, it just yeah. seems apart from Leicester, yeah. yeah. But Although, there's also been a lot of Mares, 
missed two penalties oh, for yeah. Leicester this yeah. year. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody's missed penalties. There's a penalty missed in the Man United game, wasn't there, but over some, the weekend? Some great saves as well as just missed penalties. Yeah, yeah. Have been, yeah the De Gea save was amazing. Lukaku? Yeah, yeah Lukaku. I mean, yeah. it, you know, I still maintain. Now, I don't know if you'll be backing me up on this. No, so I still here we go. The reason why Lukaku left Chelsea is because he missed the penalty in, in the game against Bayern Munich in the, whatever it was, European Super Cup. Yeah. And Mourinho... Don't, don't say, know. yeah, Naz, he's talking no. nonsense. No, a lot of people agree with me, no, you they know. Don't. Mourinho they do. can flip they really on, do. Mourinho can flip on a thing like that. Thank no. you very much. <laughs> and he's a proper journalist, <laughs> Andrew. I, I think Mourinho... It is Mourinho's fault that Lukaku left, though, because Mourinho doesn't have the patience for young players as much as, you know, his dis- hitting show. We discussed so. this last week yeah. about the fact that, um, you know, Mourinho... You Mourinho does give a lot of debuts, but he doesn't. He doesn't follow through. He doesn't let <laughs> they don't people get run. The second and third. <laughs> no, they don't. You know, so it's all a whole. No, well, he bought through this and that and whatever. But how many games did they play, and how did he stick with them? And it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, we're going to come on and talk about the game uh, against Bournemouth on Saturday. But it's interesting to look at a player like Rahman whether Rahman would have been booted out after two games under Mourinho because Hiddink's actually give, well, he you know, kind of gi- was, wasn't he? giving him yeah. some games, you know what I mean? And actually, you know, whatever you think of Rahman, we're giving him enough rope to hang himself at least. Yeah, you know? exactly. And yeah. he is actually much younger than... Yeah. Because maybe he wasn't... I had this argument a few weeks ago and I said he was 21 and I was shouted down and told, no, he's 24. And he's not, he's 21. He's 21, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a really young kid. Yeah. Yeah, but he did cost twenty million. But he's a young kid, so it's almost like he was also, you know, one of the standout yeah. defenders in the Bundesliga last season. So he came with a, a certain amount of um, pedigree. pedigree. I, look, I think it's difficult to adapt. So, you know, he's playing in a poor defence generally. He's not getting a huge amount of support in terms mm. of players tracking. But you know, listen, I think you've got to give the guy a bit more time. I, I can see elements of Babaraman that I really like. I think he's quick. I think he's really good moving forward. Great I think, left I, foot. I think in a three-five-two, which is what Conte wants to play, apparently with three at the back. And he plays as a fullback. I think he may be playing more to his strengths yeah. than as a, a, an, an orthodox left back. Who knows? You know, but give give these players time. Give yeah, them time. I agree. Nobody gives anyone any time. You no, know? they don't. It's like everyone shouting out. You know, Quadrado was being shouted at from about his third appearance, having played like twenty-seven minutes at Chelsea, and I found that. It's just wrong, you know. I mean, I keep Listen, saying... we're going to buy a lot of players in the summer. Hopefully, we're going to buy a lot of players. And let's be under no illusions. Those, if those players gel immediately, it'll be a miracle. Yeah. And, and they won't. And I think there will be a season of those players gelling. And I just know that there are people in and around me at Chelsea who will be shouting at Nangalan or whoever we buy, yeah. you know, because they take time to adjust. And Conte takes time to adjust. And it'll be a new system. And people have to fit into the new system. Chelsea fans need to learn some patience. Stop being so entitled. Stop being so deluded and realise that, you know, we are rebuilding a team and that takes time. There, that was for you Chelsea fans. That was a public service broadcast by Andy Saunders. Well done. I, I totally agree with you. You agree with me, right? Totally. Totally. I think, totally. I think part of that was aimed at Jose as well. Well, you know, I, I, look, I, I, I was a huge Jose fan, you know, I, and I defended him, you know, in his darkest times. I think with a bit of reflection, you look back on some of the decision-making that, that he made before he left and you think, well, maybe that wasn't clever. Maybe he did lose a dressing room. Maybe he did make some poor decisions about players and tactically maybe he did and maybe we were blind to his achievements in the past and didn't look at you know at, at what was well, going on at the situation ironically ironically what we did was ended up giving Mourinho time yeah whereas actually a lot of the fans yeah. wouldn't give a lot of the players time yeah. and I think that's a really odd thing 
you know, it was that in Mourinho we trust. Yeah. But, but yeah, at the same time, Quadrado was considered useless after 28 minutes. You don't, you don't see that at other clubs, really. It's probably because the character of the man is so, such a, probably the greatest Chelsea legend in terms of managerial um, appointments of all time. And yeah. Or is it it's Roberto just... Di Matteo? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's just a case of, you know, you, you can end up looking silly if you discard people too quickly. Yeah. At least give them a chance to, like you said, hang them by their own. Like petard, up, yeah, by their own petard. Yes, you yeah. Know, so I, yeah, so. I, I think I think it's interesting. You know, there is a lot of work going to happen this summer. This is a transitional year. You know, the names are being bandied around. You know, Benucci is one who's in the papers tonight. Has yeah. has not said no. I won't be going. Just hasn't said. Look, you know, he's an old. He's an older player. You know, I think he's twenty eight, twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty eight. You know, he's he's. You know, at an age where you're thinking, okay, is there a resale value in this? How much is it going to cut? All that stuff. But mm. basically bringing some experience into that back four, somebody who's you know, been a captain, someone who's won things, somebody who's a winner, somebody who's worked with Conte before, oh. can marshal that defence. Listen, I'd be into it. Oh, it'd be great. be totally into it'd it. He's great. a great player as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What, what do you think of Emanalo after... The Chelsea fans were chanting Emanalo out at, at Bournemouth. Before yeah, we, we get want into you to go, Emanalo, wasn't it? Yeah, that's well, right, because yeah. we we don't th- really know anything is the truth about him. I yeah. think I, I said last week on on this podcast that I think you know I don't know about Emanalo. Maybe he's a complete idiot. You know, indications are that he is, but we don't know whether he's a whipping boy or a lightning rod for a lot of other bad decisions that have been made. You know, we don't know what Marina uh, does in, behind the scenes. Really, we don't yeah. know how much influence the managers have. We don't know. Whether whether it's a group board decision about these transfers, you know, and whether he just gets pushed out into the limelight as the guy that makes the bad transfers. We don't know. So, you know, again... And to be fair, the club has never said whether he does or he doesn't. No, they haven't. They've kept very much a distance. But he's still there, you know, and so that makes me think that he's got somebody's ear. Now, that must be Abramovich's ear or or whatever. He's still there because some pretty powerful personalities have come and gone and he's stayed. So it is interesting. Look, I think a lot of Chelsea fans think they know the truth about everything. They know the truth about John John Terry's contract negotiations. Frankly, none of us do. It's all conjecture. We don't know, you know, and half the fun of being a football fan is to have these conspiracy theories and to have these discussions. We're lucky we have a podcast where we can voice them, you know, yeah. and social media. But, and then they become truths. And, and they do become <laughs> truths. But, you know, it, it, is, it is interesting. The Emanalo situation, I don't blame... The I don't blame the fans, me included, for you know for for getting angry at somebody who seems to have not been great in the transfer market. Frankly, yeah. it turned it's it's amazing because Chelsea were brilliant in the transfer market for probably the past five seasons up until last summer, and then it just it was an absolute shambles what? for the first time, which is not something I associate with Chelsea football. No, and late, it was kind of no. like the last year, the last time with Mourinho when we bought. The classic trio of Sidwell, Tal Ben Haim, mm. and Pizarro. But we did buy Costas, uh, Costa, and we did buy Fabregas. Not this last year. Yeah. Are you no. talking about just in the last? Yeah, this last, this last one before who've this we bought, season. Who have we bought? We Ra- bought Rahman. Hector, Rahman. Yeah. Um, Dilabodji. Dilabodji. <laughs> it's getting better, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, we just didn't hit Falcao the level. Falcao came in on low. Falcao, yeah. Pedro. Yeah, Pedro. Pedro. Pedro was good. Pedro was the only big, was the only you know big sign. Well, he was quite late, wasn't he as well? Yeah, because yeah, wanted him. Sorry, was he January or was no, no, it no? no, no right, okay. Should we talk about the game? Yeah. Oh yeah, the... we played a game of football against Let... Bournemouth. <laughs> Let's talk about Bournemouth. Played on Saturday, three o'clock kickoff, which was nice. Um, 
just talk. Let's talk about the the team, shall we? That, that he put let's out. Let's do that. Eden Andy. Hazard was a starter. He was the big news, uh, having not played since the second leg of our Champions League tie really? against PSG over a month ago. Five game layoff. Uh, started alongside Pedro and William. Thibaut Courtois obviously started his two-game suspension for his sending off. So Asmir Begovic started in goal. John Terry and Gary Cahill both out through injury and illness, respectively. So John Mikel partnered Captain Branislav Ivanovic at centre-back. We'll talk about that experiment in a minute. Uh, Azpilicueta and Rahman were the full-backs. Elsewhere, Nemanja Matic made his first start since the FA Cup game at Everton, partnered by Cesc Fabregas in holding midfield with Diego Costa up front. So Hazard in, Begovic in, and uh, Mikel at centre-back. Mikel at centre-back. What do we think? Because he obviously he did that, didn't he, at Swansea? Um, went back, dropped back into centre-back. Had played really well, second half, I thought. Um, we've got a centre-back in Matt Miazga. But he sat on the bench and we put a holding midfield uh, centre-back and I thought he was honest and he was he put his effort, but he's not a centre-back. And well, I, got, I thought I got, we looked a little bit fragile. I yeah. got a quote, uh, I got a text in from Phil this morning. He couldn't make it. And he said, does uh, Mikel qualify as the worst player ever to have played centre-back for Chelsea? <laughs> no, because I think that's probably Paolo Ferreira <laughs> against Sunderland. Again, another player not playing in the right position. Yeah. Yeah. See a pattern? Uh, he, he was he was pretty poor, I'm afraid. You know, he tries hard, but well, he just doesn't. I mean, look, it's a specialist position. It's why like did, every every position on a football pitch these days mm. is a professional specialist position. And uh, centre backs is all about knowing when to come, when to go, when to drop, when to play offside. You know, when to when to track space, when to track the man. It's really complex stuff. And I think that putting Mikel there worked as a stopgap against uh, Swansea. I don't think it worked on no. Saturday, and I thought we looked really fragile at the back. Yeah. Luckily, we were very compensated by our attacking play, yeah. and I thought that there were some brilliant performances around the pitch. No, there were. I let's mean, talk w- about... Well, let's just see what Naz has to say about the Mikel thing. Okay. Did you think it was odd that Miaska didn't start? Okay, he had a bit of a mare yeah, in the last game, but... It was odd, because one Hiddink said that he wants to promote youth, and then he goes and plays a player out of position who's older in... in in, you know, instead of playing a twenty-year-old who is hoping to become like a you know top Chelsea player in the long term, but that was a bit odd. But I thought you know, I thought Mikel he was quite poor, but he just about held it together enough that you were always going to win the game. Um, but I, you know, I, I thought that Chelsea could have conceded more than one goal definitely in that game. Yeah, um, it I, listen, it's just be one. I, I think that's yeah. very fair. I, I don't know how much of this was down to hitting not wanting three and three on the bounce, three losses on the bounce. Well, you, you reckon know. it's to protect his stats? Don't well, you? I, I think there's an element of that, yeah. and I think, but I, t- I just think from a common sense point of view, you don't want Chelsea to lose three in a row. That's not a good look, and you know. Spurs so Spurs coming as well, and Spurs coming, and you know, we don't want you know we want yeah. Eden Hazard and you know all that come back and be in a positive frame of mind. Mm. So I don't know who knows. Again, conjecture, yeah. but I would imagine you know two losses before that. Let's let's yeah. play let's play experience rather than youth. I did think one of the major positives with Cesc Fabregas. I thought he was utterly sublime. I mean, he's now assisted... Um, uh, he assisted the first, uh, the, the first three of our goals and successfully completed more passes than any other player. 91 passes. He also created the highest number of chances in the game with six and made the highest number of passes in the attacking third with 36. He assisted three or, three or more goals in a Premier League game for the second time in his career. And he's now registered 95 Premier League assists, which means he's third in the all-time list behind uh, Steven Gerrard no Giggs Giggs is one yeah uh, and the other one is um, Bergkamp no 
Super Frank. Super Frankie uh, Lampard. That many assists? Yeah. Um, wow, I never knew that. So I thought, you know, Cesc was brilliant. Now, I mean, obviously, they gave him the freedom of the Vitality Stadium. They gave him the freedom of the city. Yeah, I mean, he had a lot of time and space. And we've always said that Cesc Fabregas can, can, can be magical with his magic hat when he has time and space. And, you know, Eddie Howe's formation was a, an attacking formation. They didn't put anybody on him, so he was able to quarterback to his heart content. But, you know, some of his, some of his touches and his balls were amazing, absolutely amazing, yeah. and really showed him off at his best. He's an incredible player. I actually met Fabregas last week. Nice guy? Yeah, really nice guy. And, yeah, he, he, was like, it was, he's, he seems to have some really big leadership sort of qualities as well. When I was chatting to him, he just seemed like a really sort of... You know, he's been there and done it now in football. He's, he's, not, he's not a young lad. He's still only 28, but in, term, in a football sense, he's been around f- since he was 16. So, uh, I don't know, don't know what you think, but is he, is he like laying down his marker to be captain if Terry leaves? I, I agree. I'm surprised that Fabregas hasn't been captain uh, this season over Ivanovic. Yeah, me too, because Ivanovic definitely isn't a captain. No, he's not. It's too quiet. And, you know, I, th- I, think, it would, I think it would help... Fabregas's game to be captain. He was captain well. at Arsenal. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He was the youngest ever captain, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. And um, you know, 20, so I, twenty-two. Tw- no, it's yeah. twenty-one. Actually, I think it is yeah. a surprise. I think you know, yeah, but I, I mean, he obviously saw something about you know having a, a big physical presence in the back four, commanding the back line. You know, do you know what? I think it was trying to get some confidence back into Ivanovic. Maybe, yeah. I think you know because well, it's kind of worked. Yeah, it has to an extent. I mean, I still, I'm, I'm not sure what will happen to him next season. No, you know, I mean that's. He, he, but he was man of the match, I thought, no doubt, and Fabregas, yeah, Fabregas, yeah, very much, yeah. So, yeah. And I thought, um, but I thought also partly, I think there's some credit needs to come to his teammates because I think there's so much threat in the attacking third between you know Diego Costa's back, um, Willian it looked good for the first time since he came back. Uh, he, he was he was nowhere to be seen against Man City and Hazard. All those kind of players like freed him up. So. You know, there's a lot to deal with for a team like Bournemouth. There's a lot of quality in the final third. So Pedro's now scored five goals yeah, in his Pedro. last seven Premier League appearances after netting just two in 19 games beforehand. The other player that I thought had a really good game was Matic. Matic, yeah. who's coming for a look, lot of stick, hasn't, like played, hasn't played, as I said, since the Everton, hasn't started since the Everton game, provided the assist for Hazard's second goal. Lovely run to the byline and a cutback yep. and successfully completed 58 out of 64 attempted passes. So, you know, the giving the ball away issue with uh, Matic seemed to have, you know, gone in that game. I thought he was really good and, 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 and a real presence. Where do you think Matic has been all season? It's, it's probably the most inexplainable loss of form out of any player, I think. Uh, apart from Hazard, maybe. Apart from, yeah, maybe Hazard. But at least you got the injury with Hazard and, uh, you know... He, he fell out with Jose, we all know that, and mm. it's just sort of, you, you know, there's quite, and Hiddink even went as far as saying he was depressed at the week uh, before. He was in a dark space, he, I yeah, think he said. Stuff like that, so, you know, that could happen to anybody, but whereas, like, nobody's really explained what's happened to Matic, he's not really, we've not really had a word on that, and, yeah, he's a, he's a player, you know, he's just, he just can't, he just couldn't pass the ball, like, left, right, or centre, but just when your confidence goes, when you start to wallow down in relegation and your teammates aren't playing well it's hard to it's hard to remind yourself you're still a top class player but he clearly is brilliant obviously I think he's going to come back next season and be great and I think there's plenty of cause for optimism without trying to sign loads of players that 
some of the ones. Chelsea I think if he played next to an Angolan, if he played next to a yeah. player that was going to be aggressive, ball-winning, box to box, I think I think it would really help him out because he's had to play next to Fabregas, who isn't, you know, and he's done two jobs yeah. most of the I time. I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Turn Fabregas into a Perlo as well as he gets older because that's how. Well, that's the big thing that you were talking about, wasn't yeah. it? About whether he's going to build a team around Fabregas. Yeah. I'm, I'm skeptical. You're not sure, I'm not sure because I don't. Th- I think that the Italian game was a very different game, and you can do that's a slower pace of game. Mm. I'm not sure. I think he'll like Fabregas, and I think he'll. I think he'll, he'll see something working. Something of Perlo in Fabregas, but he needs to put somebody next to him. Yeah. He's going to do his running for him. Yeah, he needs, a, he needs a brute by him, doesn't he? Yeah. He could put him further forward as well, though, because he scores goals. Fabregas he is does. capable of scoring goals. Yeah, he's a good 10. Yeah. He's a good 10. But you didn't so, like him at yeah. 10. Well, though, I, like, I like the fact that he quarterbacks. I like the fact that, yeah. you know, if he gets protection and time and space, he can get his head up like an American football quarterback yeah, he, he can, and ping the ball. I like he can it. You can't do that when he's up front. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. It's great for Pedro as well. I think that's partly what... What helps him out there as well? Pedro, I mean, I've really, really liked Pedro's attitude in the in in the last month or so. I think he's come on every game. He buzzes around and he gives it hundred percent. And I don't think you can fault his work rate. You know, he's come no, close to scoring a, and he has scored goals. He's, he's you a know, team player, isn't he? He really is. Yeah. yeah. So Eden Hazard. Back on form, first league goals of the season. Scored 19 last season. I mean, it's crazy to think they were his first two league goals of the season. I know. But, you know, I thought he looked bright and he looked happy and he enjoyed scoring. His first goal particularly I thought was excellent. He he responded as well to the fans, you know, and we'll talk about what he said afterwards. But, you know, the fans were telling the team what they've got to do against Tottenham, which is really funny. You know, it just went on and on, didn't they? You've got to beat Tottenham. And I loved it. You know, I think you tweeted, you know, he has just got rid of any sort of problems that Chelsea fans may have had with him all season by saying, we must beat Tottenham. We don't want them That's to win genius. the league. He must have had a PR man in his ear to say, you know... Well, he, maybe he, he just he, heard the crowd all game yeah. and went, yeah, they're right. Yeah, yeah. And JT must be going in saying, look, if you do anything yeah. this season, one thing, beat Tottenham, stop them winning the league. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I said, you know, I said, we owned a conversation about it. I said, you know, JC needs to go in there and basically say to them, let me explain this to you. If you beat Tottenham on Monday, particularly if it's a result, a draw or a win that stops them winning the league, the Chelsea fans will forgive you everything. Yeah. Everything. All this appalling play this season, all the okay. times you've let them down, the yeah. fact that you got Jose Mourinho sacked, the fact that half of you haven't turned up, they'll forgive you all if you beat Tottenham. Yeah. You know, he needs to go in and, yeah. and throw a marker down for that. But Hazard basically saying, I mean, you know, yeah. what he essentially said is the players, the fans, the coaches, nobody wants Tottenham to win the league. You know, in one sentence, he utterly rekindles his <laughs> if, relationship with the Chelsea If fans. he was running for Prime Minister at that moment in I'd time, every, every Chelsea fan would have voted. It's not bad to sum it up in a sentence when it's not your first language as well. Genius. Yeah, Yeah. really good. He's brilliant. And, you know, I I think that has done a lot of good. The only thing I'd say about this weekend, which is very sad, is it does look as though we can't have the ultimate dream ending of JT climbing in the in the in the penalty area in the ninety third minute against Leicester and heading into his own net <laughs> yeah. for Leicester to win the title because and wheeling Tottenham away had messed it up with his shirt in shirt his, his hands, hands. Yeah. yeah as his last act straight down the tunnel <laughs> into his car and home you know that's what we want he gets, he gets a twenty game FA ban but he leaves the country after this is like China. in China <laughs> just in retires China. and goes to China you yeah. know that's yeah, what we want twenty game bans over listen Hazard hasn't been scoring but here's an interesting stat eighteen different Chelsea players have scored league 
goals this season, beating our previous record over a season of 17 in 1909-1910. So although Hazard hasn't been scoring, other players have been chipping in. So we've seen goals from all over the pitch. So I suppose that is a positive of sorts. <laughs> it's another yeah. one of those ridiculous stats. It's a ridiculous that... stat, but it's an interesting stat <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it course. shows that players, the goals are coming. If somebody can harness that, yeah. if somebody can come in and go, look, we need Costa to score 20 goals. We need a midfielder to score 15 goals and if everybody else can chip in as well that's a league winning team because that's always what used to happen Drogba used to get 20 Lampard used to get 15 and everybody else used to chip in yeah. shows problems you. at the back though doesn't it as well it yeah, certainly we, does and that doesn't yeah. talk about the goals considered. yeah and Costa let's face it he was definitely the seaside at the weekend yeah. he didn't really get involved too much the defence is something I mean we talked about this for me you know over the last 10-12 years or whatever all of our success has been born out of having the most wonderful defence. If someone gets injured, mm. somebody else would come in and replace and would do the job. And we're all over the shop, really, defensively. And, and you know, thinking about next season, what do we do? I mean, I suppose, you know, Zuma, God willing, is all right because it worries me that a guy that big gets a, a knee injury like he did. And I still maintain that, actually, in a way, that injury was Mourinho's fault mm. because I think... The few weeks before that, two or three games before that, he'd started making mistakes that he'd not made. Because he's a young kid and he was being overplayed because he was the only one who was really getting stuck in properly. And I think any other manager would have pulled him out of the firing line for a game or so. And the challenge that he made and the way he landed... It was born out of like almost a tiredness. And well, I it, was a, it was a freak, wasn't it? It was, it a, was. Bounce. It was a bounce that went but very high. And he went, jumped he and just gone. got it all yeah. wrong. And yeah. you just think maybe he'd been overplayed. And I just hope, because Zuma for me is one of the few bright sparks that we mustn't forget mm. about this season. For me, he gave me more moments of joy. We went flying in for tackles on the ground or thundering into the ball. And I'll never forget that chest bump he gave the opposition player in the American pre-season friendly yeah. where he knocked him about eight yards back in the mid-air. Well, it all, I mean, a lot of this is going to come down to what Conte does because he might want to play three at the back. If he plays three at the back, I think Zuma's an absolute gift for us, you know, because yeah, he's totally. got pace and he's got, you know, he's got the ability to cover, which means you could play a Benucci in there and you could probably play, you know, one yeah. from any, you know, Cahill or, you know, Terry if he stays or, you know, or, or, Benu- or whoever, you know. Uh, so, so I think Zuma's a real key player next season, but it does depend on, on what Conte wants, whether he wants experience or youth, whether he plays three at the back, whether he plays a back four. We don't know. No. You know, but, but it's, great, it's great to have him available because he is, a, I think, he's one of the real uh, raw stars that has come through and yeah, proved themselves totally. to be yeah. to be great you know interesting that um, you know that that game was played in a really tiny stadium you know it's only 11,365 watched that game that is the uh, second lowest crowd since 7,022 watched us in a 1-1 draw at Sellers Park against Wimbledon in 1995. Yeah, but that's different because nobody turned up yeah. to that. Yeah. This was absolutely a sellout. You know, it's kind of interesting it as well. It was a beautiful that, stadium, though. I, I, oh, you went, did you? Yeah, I went. Yeah, yeah it, was just, it was just so it was freezing. I thought South Coast, being a northerner, I could handle it. But I was like, I should have worn a hat for this. But it was tough down south, mate. Surprisingly, yeah. I, couldn't get a, I just couldn't get a ticket. <laughs> but, I mean, you've got no yeah. chance getting a ticket when no. there's an 
11,000, you know, unless you've got... How many got, do we, tickets do we get, do you know? About, we got about just over 1,000, but, you know, loyalty, loyalty points, you're over 100 to start yeah. with, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, you're doing it anyway. That's, I recommend that's it, though, any time, if you yeah, ever get the chance to go, even I love if it's going not to Chelsea. Those, love going yeah. to those little grounds. I remember going to see yeah. Chelsea play at Plough Lane against Wimbledon, you know, I mean, it was brilliant, those tight little grounds, you know, in... in, in yeah, my favourite ground of the season, although, is uh, the only way game was Leicester. I loved that atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, it translates... That no, you came to MK Dons with me. Oh, yeah, I came to MK Dons. I love that ground as well. Yeah. It's modern. Uh, I've, been, yeah. I've been to MK Dons. They do Bovril on... Uh, I the like bar. the MK Dons stadium. I thought it was Yeah, I really thought it was good. a great stadium. It's hey, great. here's another good thing as well. Chelsea have now won 19 points from our last 24 away games, you know, which is, you know, considering we've been castigating and being in for... It's not, that's not terrible from the no, from away games. No, it's not, games. but it's just all weird because yeah. we know the reality. That sounds like a really great thing and... Well, it's yeah, not great because it's no, you know, you know less I mean. than one point a game, but, yeah, but, but, it's, but it's not awful, catastrophic, falling off a cliff, you know, which is how a lot of people yeah, view yeah. our season. So. Yeah, I, I, I suppose it's really weird. It's a weird one. So what did Gus Hiddink say about the game afterwards? He said, we are very pleased with the performance, uh, especially second half. The first half was a very open game. We played a good side who were very good in the build-up of the game. And from that, they create good chances. We could have scored more goals and so could they. And it was a very entertaining game. We made some little changes in the positions at halftime. And from then on, we could be in control and were very dominant in the second half. It was good to see the players enjoying it and looking for the attack and for the goal it was nice to see some players who've been absent recently were scoring and enjoying goals that point about enjoying it that really came through they looked like they were enjoying yeah. it and having fun and played with the shackles off in all those cliches um, beach you know. football wasn't it yeah it was yeah. really good and you know the passing was good and we've so much of this season played within ourselves and played with fear and not wanting the ball and trying to get rid of the ball it was nice to see us you know playing that really fluid football that we're well, capable of Bournemouth let us play they did you know, but you know, you, you know the old cliche again. You can only yeah, play yeah. what's in front of you. No, you know? but I mean, it shows. You give this Chelsea team time and space. No matter how they've been, yeah. they'll go. Oh, actually, we can play, and they're not stopping us. Scored four goals. And we only had four shots on target. <laughs> Clinical. No, I, Clinical. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it just shows that you know, there's there's lots to be confident about. I just think Pedro, Willian, Fabregas, and Hazard like riffing off each other, passing it, the close one twos and stuff like that. It's just. It's just a joy to watch what you watch football for. And the atmosphere is in, in, in the stadium, at the Vitality Stadium, is the best I've seen from an away Chelsea supporter for, yeah. a, for a good uh, look, few Look, when weeks, Hazard's uh, enjoying himself, when Hazard's brilliant. doing that supernatural stuff that he does, it lifts the whole team. And we just haven't had that this season. No. If we can get the Hazard of 2014, 2015, where he was the PFA Player of the Year, where he was enjoying football, where yeah. he was ripping teams apart, you know, single-handedly winning games on occasion, it lifts the whole team. It provides a creative focal point for the team. And if we can get that back, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. It would yeah, keep yeah. him, of course. I, I, I think... I think it'd be interesting to see what happens in the summer. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point, because of his decline, you know, perhaps he's going to come out with some sort of explanation at some point. Well, it'll be his injury. Sorry? It'll be his hip yeah, injury. Yeah, but I, I just think everything that Hiddink has said about the dark space, about this, that and the other, just maybe Hazard may open up about something, may say... Things didn't go my way. I don't know. It's supposition, but... Sometimes it is psychological, though. Yeah. You kind of forget these guys, even if they are getting paid X and they're, they, you know, they've got this experience, that experience, they're still sort of just human beings. And, you yeah. know, I remember reading about Kabai once played a season with, like, proper depression, like, diagnosed by a doctor. It didn't come out until at the end of the season. And yeah. you, that just shows you that that sort of stuff can affect you as a footballer. Yeah. We're more aware about this kind of thing. Well, nowadays. I think, you know, yeah. mental and stress and that could be part mental of it. illness and... 
and things yeah. is more prevalent than anyone would sort of care to admit within sport. Mm. Absolutely. Should we talk about the youth? Yes, youth. Youth. So the under-18s drew 1-1 away to Manchester City on Friday in the FA Youth Cup final first leg. Mason Mount with the Chelsea gold. Return fixture is tomorrow, Wednesday, at the bridge. I think... Tickets are still available from the Chelsea website. Five pound for adults, three pound might be sold out. So check that yeah. before you go. Um, and of course, they're bidding to make it three FA Youth Cup victories in a row, which would be remarkable. So come on, the boys. That's a great yeah. result away Cheers. from home. One one, bringing that back to the bridge, yeah. and uh, we hope the very best for them. Um, Under twenty ones played last night, which was Monday. Beat Middlesbrough three one away at the Riverside Stadium. Goals from midfielder Charlie Colker, who signed a new three year contract on yep. Friday, which That's is right. great. Uh, Elmer Hanney and Rhys Mitchell also scored to seal the win that season. Rise to sixth in the under twenty one Premier League after a fourth away win of the campaign. They play Everton on Bank Holiday Monday at Aldershot Town FC, which is a twelve oh five pm kickoff. If you are uh, looking for something to do on Bank Holiday Monday, get down there and support the lads at Aldershot Town FC. Again, cheapest chips tickets. Uh, the ladies, two goals from Frank Irby. Uh, saw Chelsea register a convincing 2-0 win at the Arsenal ladies in the Women's Super League last Thursday. Result that sees them go top of the league. Uh, and they are, of course, the reigning champions. Uh, they play Liverpool ladies away in the Women's Super League tomorrow night. Su- You're up to date. Success at every level except for men's first team. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, well, we've got Tottenham to come. So um, we've got Tottenham to come. Does it mean anything, this game? Well, it could do. It could do. It depends, doesn't it? Leicester, if Leicester beat Manchester United on they've Saturday, won the title. they've won the title. So they need a, three points out of three games, Leicester. Yeah, yeah. so if they, don't win, if, they, if they don't win the game against Manchester United on Saturday, we have an opportunity, if we take any points off of Spurs... That's right, a draw or a win. ...to hand Leicester the title yeah, go, to stop Spurs winning the title. So, you know. so half of me hopes that Leicester win at Manchester United so that we can spend the entire 90 minutes Laughing. being relieved relentlessly uh, vile to the Spurs I don't, fans I don't Monday. agree with that. I don't agree with that. I want I want Chelsea to be the ones that stop stop Spurs in their tracks. Like be that be the moment. I think oh, I want oh, that okay, I, like I want that. that day to be the moment. So obviously as a Man United sympathiser, I want United to win against Leicester. Um, but yeah, I think that would be the best. Support. I know what you mean, Naz. I'm yeah. with you on it. Of course that would be brilliant. It goes back to that, you know, everything will be forgiven if you can do this, it would be brilliant. But to have it done and dusted before they come to us so we can just sing, you know, you had yeah. it and you or, messed it or up. What if, okay, here's another one. That Leicester win at Man U to win the title and Tottenham then beat us 4-0 and we just are all laughing the whole time because it means nothing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's also that's, good. <laughs> that's quite possible. <laughs> the, worst thing, the, the, worst thing is, no, the, the worst thing is Leicester fail to win, Spurs come, they win 4-0 and they're still in it. That, that's, that's horrible. That's horrible. We that's don't want that. That's not nice. We don't want yeah. that. So no. Done and dusted, please, on Saturday. Come and let us laugh at you for 90 minutes. I think Leicester will struggle to win at Man United, obviously. Yeah. The FA Cup result was really good for. No, they're United. quite easy to turn over. United. Do you know what I think? <laughs> I think? I think. I think. It's a draw. I think a draw. I think it's a, think it's a draw all day long. You know, Man United don't score a lot of goals no. at Old Trafford. You yeah. know, they're not prolific up there. You know, Leicester have got a great defence. You know, Wes Morgan, ex Chelsea boy Robert Hooth have been brilliant. You know, Vardy's out for the game though. You've got yeah, to but, you got, yeah, but, but you've got Ujoa did a great Ujoa, job. It's, yeah. He's, he's but fine. Swan, Swansea are poor. 
Yeah, but you know, yeah. Man United defensively yeah. have, have had their issues. I mean, yeah. Chris Smalling's had a good game. Nobody else has, you know, yeah. in that Man United yeah. defence. Man hey. U beat a very poor Everton side in the Cup semi-final. Everyone, mm. oh, they're back. And you yeah. go, no, Everton were just turned yeah. over 4-0 by Liverpool. I, I don't really know what Man U are this season. A bit like Chelsea. They're you know, that back, could do anything. That yeah. back four of Leicester's, Danny Simpson, uh, Robert Huth, Wes Morgan, Christian Fuchs, that's a good back four yeah. against that Man United team who don't have really sharp teeth you know yeah. and they've got a good goalkeeper in Castus Michael as well so with what they've got in midfield in Kante smashing things up in you know drink water doing what drink water does you know and you know with, with if Schlup plays giving them I mean and Mares I mean, like, and listen I think they've got enough to I get like, a draw at Old Trafford yeah, he's good as well. I think he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. he's a really I'll buy him. he's a really he's the one I buy. Really? really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, because no one else has mentioned him. Yeah. That's yeah. an interesting Cheap. interesting and rather mental thing to say. No, Out of yeah. all those Leicester players you'd buy Can't. him. I don't think Vardy's a signable player, though. I think think that this might be his like one explosive year. But you say that, but I suppose Leicester never. No, you s- said it. Well, yeah, if you yeah. could sign one player, you'd sign and go to Kante, wouldn't you? Yeah, Kante. Of course you one. would. No, I'm going the other way. No, yeah. you're an idiot. Oh yeah, well that's all right. <laughs> I don't mind being that because you won't get. I don't think you won't get Kante. No, I, I really hope. And I really mean this. I hope Leicester keep that side together for their their year in the Champions League. I think it'd be magic for them to keep it together. I, I live in Leicester, Chanel. I listen to Radio Leicester yeah. in the morning. I wake up. It's hysteria. I can't tell you. They've now got this thing where everyone is wearing blue on Friday. Really? Everything is being painted blue in Leicester. Everyone is wearing blue. People are digging out things. It's, it's absolutely gone nuts. It's brilliant. Well, I've gone it's nuts fantastic. for it. I think it's amazing. It's one I of have the greatest say. things I've ever seen. <laughs> it's great. Listen, I was watching that game last night, and a lot of it was about wanting Spurs to lose. But a lot of it was also about the Leicester story as well. I said to you, yeah. I was looking at my Fitbit on Reddit. My heart rate was 115 BPM in that last 15 minutes. I don't get that except at Chelsea yeah. games. You know, yeah. I mean, watching bloody West Brom Spurs. And you said, well, you know, you imagine you know, it was at Swansea Leicester, West Brom Spurs at the end of the season. These were games that mattered. If you'd have said this at the beginning <laughs> of the season, we'd have laughed at you. Anyway, yeah. anyway. Well, that's also like saying to an Arsenal fan, guess what? Man U aren't going to win the title. Man City aren't going to win the title. Liverpool aren't going to win the title. And uh, Chelsea aren't going to win the title. An Arsenal fan would think, we've won the title. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Oh, how wrong you can be. That's football. We need to wrap this up, I think, okay. time-wise. Well, I, I'd just like to say one thing away from Chelsea, because of the news today. I'd like to actually say that, you know, the news on Hillsborough and the, the verdicts that's come in, um, I'm not a Liverpool fan. But I think we as football fans, we've all been in situations when we've gone to away grounds uh, and have been faced with difficult situations. This was a real great day for justice and, and uh, I'm glad you finally got your day in court. That's Yeah, I, like I totally to agree. I think, you know, I, I have no love uh, for Liverpool Football Club, but on this side, tribal allegiances aside, I think you can only look at what's happened in that inquest and, and realise that that is good for football and good for those people that, you know, lost loved ones. And I don't think you're human if you don't think that. So Right, right. Yeah. OK, well, with that will take us then to the last word for Chelsea, which is... Prediction time. This is where we guess the score of the Chelsea versus Tottenham. In fact, we're going to do two predictions. One for Man U Leicester and then one for Chelsea Tottenham. Two draws. I'm going 1-1, Man United Leicester, 1-1, and then we're going to draw 1-1. 
with Spurs. That's three one ones you've come up with. <laughs> yeah. what, what do you mean? Why is that three one ones? You said one one three times. Oh, okay. But so two one one draws, which will hand the title to Leicester. Perfect. I think it'll be two one to Man United. So Chelsea will have to do their business, uh, but I think Chelsea will win three one. Actually, I think. Wow. I think I think I think some of the swaggers come back for. Yeah, and they'll have no Deli Ali because he's a he's a middleweight boxer now. <laughs> um, I'm going to go four nil Leicester, and uh, then I'm going to go <laughs> going to go for uh, um, I'm going to go for two nil Chelsea. Great, yeah. that's it. Deli Ali's a lightweight boxer, by the way. There you go. Listen, <laughs> yeah, nice, nice, nice to have you on, mate. Yeah, nice yeah. to have a, a, a neutral but informed uh, guest. It was good. Yeah, and we'll definitely have you back next yeah, season geez. if you're happy to come in. No, it's been great. Yeah, something to play for next time. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> exactly, you know, and uh, good luck with the job. Yeah. Uh, be a great Chelsea correspondent. And don't forget, you can read everything you write on goal.com. Yeah. Cheers, guys. We'll Cheers. see you all next week. See you later. See you. This is a Playback Media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.